Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I'm your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a very stylish guest. Her name is Penny Bennett. Penny is an Australian with a career in London committed to evolving the personal style of women for more than 10 years. Prior to this, she was immersed in the behind the scenes of UK and global television production, where she ended up meeting her beau and now husband, Zai. She's the head honcho of Penny Bennett Styles and creator of My Wearable Wardrobe, and she has a long-standing position teaching at the London College of Fashion. She's a kind, funny, beautiful Pisces and a bit of a closet weirdo. And I'll also mention she is my sister. Here to talk the secrets of exceptional style is Penny. Penny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I was trying to hold back a little bit of a giggle there. Thank you. It's good to be here. Okay, cool. Yeah, don't hold back. No one wants holding back on the Secrets Women Keep podcast. That's Otherwise, it's not, you know. It's not as juicy a podcast to listen to. So please, from now on, don't hold back. Expose everything. As long as I don't slip into the sister um, <laughs> language that no one else is going to understand, I'll try and be professional. No one else understands. No one else gets it. And that's the way we're going to keep it. That's our secret, our secret language. <laughs> <laughs> No one will be exposed to that on this recording. I will hold. I will hold all of that in until <laughs> until we hang up, and it'll all be like unleashed. Anywho, um, now Penny, you've listened to the podcast before, so you probably know what question is coming up first. The first thing I usually ask guests is about the bathroom store moments in life, and. I define those moments as one in which you're trying to hold it all together like when everything feels like it's falling apart. It's like you can want to be seen but you're simultaneously like, oh, my God, no one look at me, no one see me. And I was wondering, have you ever had a bathroom store moment? And please feel free to substitute it with the change room. That might have happened to you in a change room rather than a bathroom store. (laughs) So my memory of that is when I was younger and I was a dancer when I was younger and I loved performing and I was at a a competition and I was watching the performers before me and I just had one of those moments where I thought, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Who, you know, what am I doing? They're so much better than me. I've, and I choreographed the routine and I was going to perform it as well. It was a solo performance. And it's one of those moments where 
you think that everyone's better than you, that you can't do it, that you're fooling yourself, that, you know, you do, I just didn't have the confidence and I ended up not performing and I stood in the wings and I cried and they let the next girl after me go ahead and my dance teacher came over and just gave me a really good talking to and made me realise that just going out there and giving it my best shot and not worrying about what anyone else is doing and just be me and be authentic to me and that sort of authenticity piece that was sort of game changing for me. And I just went out there and I ended up being the last performance of the night because I was literally terrified in the wings and I couldn't even move. But after that talking to, I had that confidence to go out there onto stage and I ended up getting third place in the competition. And that was such a game changer for me. And it really gave me the confidence to not compare myself to others but to also know that whatever way you want to express yourself if it is authentic and if you feel confident enough in yourself that confidence is magnetic that other people pick up on that confidence and it really makes them feel good as well and they will enjoy that but if you go into a situation where you don't feel confident and you don't feel like yourself and you feel like a fraud then that is going, you're going to give, send those messages to other people as well and it's never going to go well. And I don't mean sort of fake it till you make it. I don't know if I really agree with that saying, but getting yourself to that place in whatever way feels right to you, whether it's you know affirmations or whatever way you feel that you can get in touch with that side of yourself and really understand yourself and appreciate yourself and have that sort of authenticity and have that confidence then if you have that, it really is such a shield going into life, that sort of protection that you know in yourself that you feel great and you are being yourself and there is that confidence and people will respond to that in a positive way. Mm, yeah, I I totally agree. And I'm just thinking back to that incredible gift that that teacher gave you that day by speaking to you at your level and speaking to where you were at. And it feels like what they said to you was, you know, they just gave you this P of confidence that you could then like grow yourself by going out on the stage rather than hiding. And what I was hearing was imposter syndrome, like yeah. the way I'm a dancer and I'm not as good and like I'm, you know, the fake, like you, like you spoke into the faking it. So what a gift that that teacher gave you to give you another perspective, a bit of oomph and to actually go out there and at least do the thing um, rather than rather than hide and keep yourself small and tell yourself you can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that was such a sort of pivotal moment in my dancing experience and how I approached every other competition. I really felt like a superwoman after that point, I felt like mm. I could really conquer anything and it didn't really matter because I got such a buzz from being on stage and then getting third <laughs> place was just a sort of added bonus to that. Yeah. Um, 
So it was really so, such a pivotal point. And I really think about her as well. I remember her name is Beverly. And I really think about her in all those situations where when I first started doing a lot of presentations and, and I think younger generations are growing up now doing a lot of video and doing doing all that sort of almost sort of presenting where I didn't really grow up like that and it was never a space I felt that comfortable with. I always felt comfortable expressing myself in a physical way, not necessarily through the power of a voice or what, you know, the words that you can, you know, how you express mm. yourself through your words. And I really go back to that moment a lot when I started presenting and going through that in my head that I do know what I'm doing I've got something really valuable to offer and I, I just have to use my personality, use my authenticity plus the added bonus of all my years of knowledge to and communicate that successfully. And I really do come back to that moment a lot, actually. Yeah, wow, that's really powerful. And you were, how old were you? I'm just trying to think how old I was. I must have been, I want to say nine Oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my first dance competitions actually. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, yeah, you were a really, really good dancer and what I, and still are a phenomenal dancer, you know, it runs in the genes. Um, It's in the gene pool. But what I love about what you just said was I've never thought of you in that way before as you expressing yourself more through, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really put all those pieces together about you, about you feeling more comfortable expressing yourself through your body in that more like performative way as like, as opposed to using your voice and speaking. And it's, I think you've actually, from what I see of you, you're actually on par with those things now because after yeah. being privy to, um, because A, you've done it a lot and you're um, a teacher and just seeing you a couple of weeks ago online speaking to my VIP client, you were, it was so good for me to be a witness to you and your element and your work because how do I get to see, I don't get to see it because these are all private sessions that you have with people and all of your teaching. It was so marvellous and illuminating for me to just see you go in your full fire, like, fuck yeah, you know so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew that you knew that, but, you know, you know, just to actually see it, in real life was so was so powerful so I think you've really you've done both and you've gotten to a point where you are I see you as a woman in your fullest expression because you appear to be comfortable and authentic in both yeah it's and it has been a journey and I think that's why I always felt comfortable with clothes because it is another form of expressing what is going on on the inside and how you think, feel, and then it affects how you behave. And I think that's why I always felt comfortable dancing, performing, and using clothes as an expression. That was definitely my absolute comfort zone. When I was in a classroom and the teacher would, you know, ask questions of the class and then she'd say, Penny, what do you think? Literally, I would my whole body would just tense up. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to sound stupid. And it took me a while to 
get to that point. And as you say now, I absolutely feel comfortable in both arenas, both expressing myself visually through mm-hmm. my clothing, but also I feel really comfortable expressing my experience and my knowledge through through words. But it did take me, it was a real sort of journey and my career has helped, really helped me to do that. I remember the first time I was asked to present, I was absolutely terrified and it, it wasn't, I know now how I present now and what I deliver now and how much I've improved, but you, you know, it is that journey and you have to go through that journey, but I have definitely, as you very beautifully have said, and thank you, because I really do feel I'm at that space now where I feel really comfortable in both arenas, but it Mm. definitely has been a journey for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's complete symbiosis. It's like one feeds the other. It's it's all. Absolutely. It's inextricably linked. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I love it. It's just so beautiful to witness. And this is what I love about maturing and aging is that process happening that oh the pieces are coming together all the shitty presentations that you did all the poor outfit choices all and like and all the great presentations all the like exceptional outfit choices all of it just informing and nudging to like feeling in um, completely congruent and completely aligned and in your fullest expression when you do speak when you yeah. do present, when you do work with someone and knowing that you can back up what you say, like that there's, yeah, unwavering is what I'm trying yeah. to say, like that unwavering, unshakable style and poise and wisdom all coming together. Definitely. So, and I think yeah. a lot of my clients really struggle with the idea of the connection between how they're presenting themselves physically and through their clothes and what's going on on the inside. And that's a journey that I go on with my clients as well. So really understanding who they are as a person, but also how they want to feel in their clothes. That is That connection is so important. And that's when you see someone who really feels really at peace with themselves, is present and feels confident because they have that connection between what is going on on the inside, who they are as a person, their authenticity, and they can express that through what they wear as well. There is that there is that real connection there. You cannot separate the two. It's really important that I deep dive, and I love deep diving into that side of things, like how my clients want to feel in their clothes, who they are as a person, and that really informs my decision in terms of where I, this sort of style journey that I want to take them on and it, a lot of the time it's not about it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's just about updating the hubcaps because mm. they know they they know what they like or importantly they know what they don't like, mm. but they just don't know how to express it really successfully. Mm. And going on that journey with someone is so beautiful because I feel like I came in it from the opposite side that I always felt really comfortable with the physical manifestation and using my body and and clothing to communicate how I was feeling. But, you know, I was still working on the sort of, you know, the inside and the authenticity piece. I was still working on that. So I love going on that journey with my clients. Mm. It's, It's really satisfying. 
Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned it's like with most of your clients, you feel like they're like they're almost there. Like you can see how they've put those pieces together or those ideas together. And like sometimes do they just need some glue to just help it all like come yeah. come together? It's like, oh, okay, I can see why you chose this and why you're drawn to that. Is that is that usually who you're working with or are you usually working with people who are a few, not a few steps back, but like in a different place of like I just need a complete overhaul, the inside's okay but the outside doesn't reflect it? It's a real mix, which is also why I love what I do because I love variety in my work mm. and I love that I attract that cross-section as well. I have a mix of clients who have incredible style, who know themselves so well and have a really good eye for choosing things but don't understand necessarily how to put it together in a really creative way. They can choose pieces that they know reflect themselves, but it is that outfit coordination that they find really challenging. But then I also work with a client who hasn't prioritized themselves for a very, very long time. And this can be, you know, five, 10, even 15 years. So we're really sort of, they've got to that point where they've just given themselves permission Mm. to prioritize themselves. And that really is the real sort of starting point for this journey is there. And they say that a lot of the time in the email that they sent to me, the initial inquiry email is that you know, I haven't prioritized myself for so long and I'm really ready to make the most of myself and not put myself second to or third to my husband and my kids. I've even had clients who say that she spends more, lots of money on her horses but can't spend money on herself. So that permission yeah. piece for those yeah. clients is such a huge, the fact they've just given themselves permission, they already feel like they can just feel their whole body relax because they know that, they're already starting to tra- take that sort of stress, stress, confusion and overwhelm away because they've started to give themselves permission. Yep. And then it really is because they haven't prioritised themselves for so long, it really is starting that journey where they need to reconnect with who they are at this age because all their clothes that they have in their wardrobe really reflects who they were 10 years ago and yep. we don't exist in a vacuum and fashion doesn't exist in a vacuum either. It's a, it's a constant evolution and I really value that sort of evolutionary process and I, and, and I get a real sort of buzz from that as well, understanding where someone is now but also where really anticipating, anticipation is a huge part of what I do as well, anticipating where they are, where they're going. I love that mm. sort of journey as well. So so for a lot of clients, yes, I'm understanding where they are now, but what they want from me is also that they're investing in themselves for the future. Yes. To that sort of evolutionary piece, which actually is probably my my favorite part because oh. I'll get them in a changing room and they'll be, oh, I never would have thought of that. I love it. You know, this really feels like, you know, who I'm becoming. And for some yes. of my clients, those sort of pieces are scary, but I think this that that kind of because it's taking them out of their comfort zone. Yes, I want to select pieces for my client that are slightly elevated versions of what they would naturally be inclined to buy. But I also that anticipation piece 
is huge because that's what really, that's sort of really, I think is really my job and what separates me as a personal stylist from a personal shopper is that I understand my clients so well that I know where they're going to be in two years' time, in three years' time, in five years' time. And I can help them develop a wardrobe that is really going to support them through that journey. I don't want it to be, yes, I love to see my clients every season, but I don't want them to feel like, you know, they don't have a wardrobe that, you know, they have a wardrobe that's going to help them for six months and then the next six months they're going to need to start again. I absolutely want to help them build a wardrobe that is going to support them through their evolution over, you know, the next few years going forward. Yes, I'm feeling your fire. <laughs> and one thing that you said in there, I'm like cherry picking one thing out of the middle of all of that. There are kind of, There's more than one thing I want to cherry pick. But the one thing that really turned me on with what you said was it was the permission piece, but it was deeper than that. It was them deciding. It's that yeah. moment that they decide how they can just like that is such an act of letting go it is like a drug it is I feel like this is one of one of humankind's greatest drugs that so many women don't let themselves tap into is making a big bold decision that is only about you it is so sexy it is so relieving it is so what your future you wants from you is to make this big brazen decision to really shake things up and to do things differently from how you've always done them. So I really want you all to hear that, whether it's decide it's and it's always about deciding to transform something about yourself. And in different seasons of your life, it'll be something different. Like it might be your style. It might be about getting support in your business or work. It might be about delving deep into your identity, which is the work that I do. It's just one of the, like one of the most, I don't know, goose bumpy, tingly sensations that, um, and forms of permission that you can ever give yourself. So if you've never had that feeling before, you are missing out. It's better than drugs. I promise. Yeah, absolutely. I just... <laughs> it's prioritizing your images or as you say whatever help you need to get there absolutely it's for me I really think it's it's practical it's empowering it's joyful you know it really from an image perspective giving yourself permission really Allow, helps you to sort of focus on what's important, not worrying about whether you're sort of pitching it right, you know, doing yourself justice. It has that practicality to it where you know you can go into any sort of situation and you're not thinking or worrying about what you're wearing because that is so boring. Mm. Really mm-hmm. going into a situation you think, oh, God, look, they're all dressed up and I'm not, or you've gone to a, a board meeting and, you know, you feel like you've you know, your your image is letting you down in some way. Going into those situations and having that sort of moment where you think, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm underdressed or I'm overdressed or, you know, I haven't quite pitched it right, that is such a waste of energy. Yeah. And I love clothes and obviously I spend a lot of time thinking about it. But for my clients who are busy and who have who are very successful in what they do and have families and have hobbies and have husbands and relationships they need to maintain, any sort of energy or time they're spending worrying or stressing 
or feeling overwhelmed about their wardrobe and their clothes is an absolute and utter waste of their time and energy. Mm -hmm. And I really want to remove that and really just empower them so they can stop resisting, they can show their authenticity. And, you know, when, you know, it's very cliched, but, you know, when we look good and we feel good, there is that sort of confidence and there is that magnetism. And it's just sort of a, you know, it's a, it's a snowball effect and it's very cyclical as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when you've, how should I put it? My experience is when you show up to something where you need to be in your magnetism and you've got the right outfit and your voice doesn't waver and there is complete alignment there, you don't ever want, ever want to put yourself back into the position of last minute stress, not knowing what to wear, constantly thinking about what you're wearing while you're there and feeling like it's not up to scratch and it doesn't really portray where you're at or who you want to project. You never want to go back to that again. Like, yeah, you never do. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it becomes a, that's that whole evolution, the prioritizing that sort of evolution, coming back to that again, sort of prioritizing that evolution piece is that, you know, you want to keep, you want to maintain, you know, you, you're showing yourself in your best light and you want to maintain that level of always showing up and always being, it's really about just being present as well, being in that moment, being absolutely who you are and enjoying those moments and, and being present is such a huge part of it. Mm, yep. Huge. Now, you, um, growing up with you, I know that you've always had a good eye for fashion and it's always been yourself. Like it's like what I saw of you was it was one of your ways to get out of darkness. And when we first came up with the like the title for this episode and what we we're going to talk about, you were actually a little bit worried excuse me, that it wouldn't be emotional enough, like compared to all the other topics I have. But I seem to remember like your purchases being really emotionally driven, like beyond the aesthetic. So there was a lot of emotionality with you between you and clothes. What do you remember of like this period just stands out in my mind, but what do you remember of clubbing in Sydney in the late nineties and how, <laughs> what you wore made you feel? Cause you were just, fucking, you just brought it again and again, again, every weekend. <laughs> and I would love listeners to get a little bit of, um, yeah, bit of the inside scoop on that. <laughs> But it just comes back to, again, that idea of how you want to feel in your clothes. And regardless of whether it is 90s clubbing or sitting around a boardroom table or going to a friend's barbecue or going to a kid's birthday party, it really just is that real engagement. How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in that moment? And I really get my clients just to choose three words. And it's absolutely something I recommend. Anyone who's feeling that they're not in tune with their image or they feel like their image is letting them down, they need to, you know, they need to press reset. Really thinking about three words to describe how you want your image to make you feel. And at that time, I absolutely wanted to feel 
is a sense, was it, it really was a sense, as you say, it really was a sense of freedom for me. Mm. It really was a sense of self-expression and even the act of just dancing all night was such a sense of freedom and I wanted my clothes to support that feeling, to give me that sense of confidence, that sense of freedom, that sense of femininity or, you know, Mm. at the time it was all about kind of girl power, that whole like 90s sort of, you know, the Spice Girls were sort (laughs) of starting to come through and to use that. You know, it really was. I think that was, you know, that was huge because we hadn't had that sort of influence before then. And mm. it really was, you know, you know, it really was that girl power moment and that sense of freedom and that sense of, you know, not being held back. That, you know, no one could hold me back in those moments because yeah. I was expressing myself through what I was wearing, but I was also expressing myself through being on the dance floor and expressing myself physically. And I was absolutely in my element at that point. And, but it really was that connection with how do I want to feel? And I think about that every day when I look at my wardrobe and I stand there and and think about how I want to feel. And yes, it's, I, you know, I have the same three words that I, that I come back to, but it is a sense of feeling and being in touch with yourself on a really, it is on a daily basis so thinking about if you are in that position where you, you do feel a little bit lost with your image right now, just coming back to who you, before you even start to think about the visual piece, really just start to think about who you are as a person. And I do ask my clients three words to describe themselves, but also three words to describe how they want to feel in their clothes, because that connection as well is really, really important. Do you find that three words to describe themselves and three words to describe how they want their clothes and fashion to make them feel. Do those marry up or are they completely different? There definitely is an, is an absolute synergy between, between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of my clients, they come to me for usually the impetus for coming to me is, is a work reason. That's most, for the majority of my clients, they feel like their image is letting them down at work or their work situation has changed or now they're doing Zoom calls and they feel like they're not presenting themselves or showing themselves, showing up online in the best possible way uh, or they've been promoted or they're interviewing. There is that piece. So a lot of clients come to it from that perspective and I help them translate that into how into how they want to feel. That is really important, and, and they and they love that process as well. They love underst- sort of you know understanding themselves, and it is such an important part of their personal branding. How they want to feel, you know their their proficiency, their passions, their principles. It really does sort of tie into tie into that personal branding piece. Yes, it is a a relatively small part, but as we said, it's really inextricably linked. There has to be that connection there for you to really communicate your personal brand and for your image really needs to support you in that communication process. Yeah, yep, yep, completely. And I think even if you are not really into fashion, your subconscious still picks up on when things are out of alignment between imagery and messaging and all of that like you can even if you don't know how to articulate it there's a part of you that can see that 
oh, wait a minute, they're saying this, but it looks this way. And you're like, oh, it doesn't really match up. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely that, as you say, it doesn't match up, you know, what they're hearing and what they're seeing. And people make sense of, we make sense of our world visually. That is our first way of how we make sense from something. So if you're looking at someone you're making sense of all those visual cues first. And, and it's, it really is sort of, it takes us nanoseconds to make assumptions or to second guess what a person's like. If, you know, am I going to like you? How successful are you? You know, Mm. what are your, what are your passions? We're making sense of everything and literally within nanoseconds. Mm. And we use those assumptions we make about someone we use those assumptions to compare to what is coming out of their mouth. And if there isn't that connection there, if what if what is coming out of their mouth isn't really what you're sort of seeing visually and there is that disconnection, then you don't have that sort of presence that you could have because there's not that sort of, you, you don't start to not trust that because you think, okay, you look this way, but you're saying that you're forward thinking, but I can see that you've got, you know, a hole in your elbow of your shirt and you haven't <laughs> bought a new shirt for 20 years. You know, there is that, you know, there, obviously that's a very extreme example, but, you know, there is that sort of, we do make sense of our world visually and we do build those assumptions and we use that visual, that, um, sorry, that verbal communication to sort of confirm or deny our assumptions and is there that sort of if there is that disconnect there and for a lot of my clients as you say they're absolutely they're intelligent enough to know that there is that disconnection there and it doesn't it's not even about liking fashion it's just about having clothes that make them feel good and that support you know who they are as a person I have clients who really wouldn't know you know a Max Mara from a Moschino (laughs) <laughs> they don't know the difference. They don't even know those words. Like, what is this bubbly group you're talking about? But they absolutely, going, mm, yeah, that's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, I know. They, <laughs> I know. Uh, but they absolutely, absolutely understand that their image is very powerful and they want to feel great and they want their image to support them. And so they prioritize it. And really what it boils down to, it's not about for a lot of my clients, it's not about being fashionable. It's not about their fashion being the thing that people notice. It's just about that they notice that this person is absolutely showing up authentically, that their clothes are a natural extension of who they are and that that they're, they're sort of, you know, they are sort of, the supporting act they're not the hero the person is the hero yeah but the clothes absolutely are the supporting act and you can't you know you can't have a great hero without that you know without that sort of supporting act sort of building that hero up yes you don't have the heroine wearing a hessian sack like <laughs> not cool <laughs> <laughs> she is gilded from head to toe she needs max mara Mosashino. <laughs> I know all the lingo. <laughs> you got it, girl. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm all over it. Um, so <laughs> I was going to say, what's your current ask? Sorry, what's your current edge with your like with your personal style right now? Like, do you feel like there's anything you mentioned before that style is evolving, and that's part of what keeps you engaged? Like, what do you? Do you feel like there's anything left to learn about yourself when it comes to fashion? Oh my god, absolutely. Oh, cool. Every every year 
brings me new discoveries because I'll do something, everything I do, I mean, it's very boring in my head, I have to say, because everything I do with fashion, I really analyze why I do it. And if I'm doing it, or if I'm feeling that I need something, I anticipate that my clients are going to need that as well, or are going to be potentially feeling like that as well. So I really stay in tune with what I'm enjoying wearing, how I'm enjoying wearing it, and analyzing that so then I can translate that and help my clients also evolve their wardrobes in a way that makes, because it really, it comes down to, yes, fashion needs to express who you are, but it also at the heart needs to be really functional. And it's that sort of functionality piece that I'm really thinking about a lot at the moment, what I enjoy wearing, what I'm wearing consistently, what are those fundamental pieces in my wardrobe that are helping me build interchangeable wardrobes that are helping me go into all types of different situations but feeling comfortable no matter if I'm on the school run or then if I'm going straight from the school run to meet a client, if I'm going straight from the client to going out at night, what are those pieces that are or what are those things that make an outfit functional that make it really sort of seamlessly carry me through my day. And I'm always analyzing that. So I'm always learning and fashion is always learning as well because fashion doesn't exist in a vacuum. It responds to what is happening in the world at the moment. It responds to how people are feeling, all the sort of colorways that are coming through at the moment, all these sort of, which have been coming through for sort of the past 12 months, all those sort of earthy tones is because we've been through this sort of real destabilizing couple of years and we want to feel grounded. We want to feel safe. So all these sort of beautiful sort of earthy tones are coming through because we want to feel it is that, you know, we want to feel grounded and we want to feel that sort of connection with, you know, the, the planet, but also we want to feel a connection with, other people as well because in isolation we didn't have that connection so fashion responds and it responds really quickly so I'm every year I'm learning something because our world is evolving and we're evolving as as mankind so what I'm doing with my clients wardrobes now isn't necessarily what I was doing with my clients wardrobes 10 years ago so it's constantly I'm always learning and I'm learning for myself I'm learning from what my clients do as well Mm -hmm. and really I am I'm like a little sponge and I really just take, really take it all in. And I'm, I'm an observer as well. And I think you are too. I'm, I really just love sort of stepping back and observing and seeing what people wear, seeing how people move in what they wear or their, you know, their choices and what choices I make as well. And I instinctively make, or when I'm walking around a shop for what I'm instinctively drawn to. And I analyze that and I think about that and, you know, I, I use that to help my clients evolve their wardrobes in a really sort of satisfying way in a real sort of functional way, because you could have a wardrobe that has a hundred pieces in it, but nothing goes together and nothing suits the client's lifestyle. I could have a client who's got 15 pieces in their wardrobe that absolutely suit their lifestyle and are interchangeable. And that is a more satisfying wardrobe. Mm. So that I'm always thinking about how to, because what it boils down to at the end of the day is, making life easier and more enjoyable. 
Because yes, yeah. as I said, I think about clothes a lot, but because that's because of what I do. But I don't want to be with my hanging out with my family thinking about my wardrobe. I don't want to be at a party <laughs> thinking about my wardrobe, you know. I want to be present. But my wardrobe allows me to do that because I feel every situation I'm I go into, whether it's I'm going to, you know, the South Bank Awards with my husband or whether I'm going to you know, a forest walk with the kids on the weekend, I have a wardrobe that supports me through my life. And that means my life is very stress-free and it's very enjoyable because I'm wearing something that communicates who I am, but is also appropriate and allows me to be present and allows me to enjoy. Yeah. And you used one of my favorite words, my word for the year, which is satisfying or satisfaction. That's my favorite word this year. And I wanted to put a little um, little spanner in the works. I feel like last the last 18 months or so with everything going on, the last thing I wanted was grounded, <laughs> like in terms of, um, I don't know, in terms of colouring. Like I actually feel like, and you've witnessed this and we've talked about this, maybe not in this exact way, but I feel like I needed, like last year actually woke, woke me up to how much more color and texture and vibrancy I need not only in my surrounds but in my wardrobe as well like last the last 18 months actually got me a lot out of safety and palatability when it came to um what I wore did do you know anyone else that had that experience like I've like I'm wearing like red sequins now. I don't think I ever would have done that 18 months ago, (laughs) but I actually need that vibrancy now, mainly because I'm feeling more vibrant on the inside, but also because my senses just need stimulation. Did Did you see that with anyone else? Yeah, definitely. I think it's been more of a, again, it's been that sort of evolution and all the, the collections that are coming through for, obviously I'm in London so it's autumn winter that we're looking at which is going to be the next season a lot of those collections are more celebratory because we've kind of come through this period of you know trouble and now we're sort of ready to come out and we're ready to celebrate so there absolutely has been that side as well and clients especially for online work clients are absolutely wanting to invest in color that really accentuates their face because we've been really sort of over now that we're so focused on zoom or that is going to be a huge part of my a lot of my clients working life now we really are reduced to that influencing triangle which is from the top of your head to both um to each point of your shoulder so really that is you know the power has to be in that sort of influencing triangle and mm-hmm. color has been such a huge part of that and a lot of I was still working through lockdown a lot of people were surprised like why do people need to buy clothes we're not going anywhere but that was absolutely what I was doing most of the time through lockdown was looking for what I call zoom tops so Mm. tops that are in really sort of beautiful colors that not only look great on camera but also are going to look great against my client's skin there was that uh, more of that experimentation with color because again it just shows that you know, that sort of self-awareness that they know that they look good in a certain colour and it may not be a colour that someone else would think about. It's like, oh, I never would have thought about, you know, pale yellow, but it looks so 
beautiful on you. It just shows that shows that self awareness. So color was a huge part, and I'm not saying you know when we're all going to be wearing sort of drab. You know, I don't think brown is drab, but sort of those earthy tones for a lot of people, they feel sort of rich and feel luxurious. And someone who suits those sort of tones, really, it is such a beautiful sort of you know, as I said, rich and luxurious sort of look. But yes, from the flip side, people who look really great in bright colors really want to celebrate that and use color it was more about the fact that color became such a important part of my client's image where it was always important but it became more even more important yeah yeah I agree it became something that yes obviously the the shape and the style and the fabrication it has to fit my clients well but absolutely it was they would say I want to I want to experiment more with color I want it to be more playful and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be to be more playful it doesn't necessarily it means it has to be bright it can be you know I suit more muted sort of softer colors and but it's just about expanding that breadth of what sort of colors they have in their wardrobe and being a little bit more playful with it, whether that means brights, whether that means those sort of beautiful, rich, sort of burnished earthy tones, or whether that means the, the pastel sort of palette, whatever that, whatever that um, means for my client, it was absolutely something that it was a, that it was a focus. So you're right. It was just about bringing that colour, that colour piece just became the real sort of impetus for clients wanting to shop or wanting to evolve their wardrobe around that colour piece. Because mm. mm. colour is so emotive. It is. It really does affect, you know, how we feel. And I really do use colour to communicate how I feel as well. And that's such a huge part of part of that image piece, yes, as I said, it has to fit you and it has to be appropriate, but the color, really color is so transformative and it can really, especially for my clients that have more of a high street budget, color can make something look, if it's a color that suits my client, it can make something look so much more expensive and it looks makes my client look like they really have that sort of self-awareness and understanding themselves to be able to wear a color that isn't a color that you would normally see in a workplace or you know, in any sort of situation. So it become, it became definitely has become much more, much more important and much more sort of at the forefront of uh, why clients are coming to me for sure. Yes. Yes. Love color. I love, 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 love color. You know, I'm going to say deep teal, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I put it into search engines all the time. Um, but that's good though. That's yeah, really that's what good. I love. That's what I love. Yeah, I definitely. can literally search like so many and so many women compliment me on my clothes. So I have at the moment of recording, I have a $20 camel colored jumpsuit on that's like a tracksuit jumpsuit. But I love it because I can transition from bed to the cafe. And yeah. <laughs> But like, sorry, just using this as a really quick example, women compliment me, like compliment it all the time. I think it's just, I honestly just think it's the color. I think it's just that it's not a color. I think people either dip too much to beige or um, too much of like, not too much, but all like go up this, go up 
in a different part of the spectrum to yellows. And it's like, well, there are these nuances in, in colour. And I, but sorry, my big tip, not that I'm like, not that I know as anywhere near as much about style as you, but so many women say, how do you find your clothes? And I, I literally put into a search engine that I want a V-neck something because I know things being up close to my neck makes me look like I'm in like pieces kind of thing. It like cuts yep. me up and it doesn't. Yep. Yeah. So I know that I like a V-neck. I know that I like a certain color. I know that I, I'm looking for a dress or a top or a jump, jumpsuit, obvs. Um, and literally like just search for the color, the cut and the type of item you want and you can just strike absolute gold. Like you can just strike absolute gold online. Yeah, it's a it's a really good tip. And also using websites are so good now at creating really specific filters. And I use that as one. I use I use the filters. So if you want a dress and you want it to have long sleeves and you want it to be appropriate for day, and actually you want it to be, you want to play around with some colors. Maybe you're going to select, you know, red and pinks and greens and you know, you want it to be sort of midi length, you can put all those filters in and it's going to bring up a selection. So using the filters, it take yes, it takes a little bit of thought. You need to think about you're you're very aware of what you like and what you need. So for for someone who is, is you know really sort of coming at it sort of thinking, oh I'm just gonna I'm just going to go online and see what inspires me, that becomes more challenging. But yes, if you know that there's a certain style that suits you, you can absolutely use the filters to do that. The only thing I would say about that is if you know there's a specific style that suits you, you know that jumpsuits are great on you and it's absolutely part of your personal brand and your um and 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 your image and your sort of calling card. But for some clients, just be careful because it can put clients in a rut because they find one thing that looks good on them and they and they're so confused used by all the choices that they just always gravitating towards the same thing. And it becomes a point where it becomes um, a sort of thorn in their side because they sort of can't get themselves out of it because they can't find something else that is going to help them evolve their style and help them sort of feel because the evolution piece is about that you're constantly prioritizing yourself and sort of, you know, spending that time on yourself and just kind of coming to yourself and saying, okay, how do I feel now in this situation? Because life is throws us, can throw throw us curveballs and we just don't know what is going to happen in the next 12 months. So just sort of checking in with yourself every now and then and, you know, understanding sort of where you want to go is really important and whether you need someone to help you understand that, then it's absolutely something to, you know, give yourself permission to work with someone who can help you achieve that but you have a very good sense of what looks good on you and what how you you know how you want to feel and that the the jumpsuits give you that sort of freedom no matter what you're doing and they really complement your body and you you have a really strong sense of what looks good on you and what doesn't but for some people that don't have that sort of sense of self and sense of how they want to communicate themselves through their image it is worth working with someone who can help you get to that point 
Oh, definitely. And I should add that, you know, I have sent you one or two late night messages asking for advice. So I do need to slip that into the mix that 55 um, different jumpsuit (laughs) options (laughs) I have received advice. And Penny, I can feel the eye roll from like 20,000 miles away. Like, don't you just have one like that? No, um, No, I would never say that because I understand the nuances of, yes, they're all jumpsuits, but they all function in a different way because the fabrications are different, the proportions are different. Totally, totally. My white white bridal one is so heavy because it's got crystals on it. So that, you know, I wouldn't be, you don't just whack that on. Like you definitely choose your events when you want to wear something like that. But, yeah, Penny made a really good point. There is the comes a time where you are spending and wasting and contributing to um you know part of the part of the issue with fashion when you're not getting wear and adequate use out of what you do it's really time to call in someone who can who has an objective eye like penny a personal stylist who can um who can give you um, another way of going about things in order to create that sense of satisfaction and create that sense of ease for sure. Yeah, like don't definitely. waste any more years wearing grey T-shirts, like no more. Cut the cord, get yourself some colour, get yourself some other cuts and start to really have the outside match the inside. And it's a yeah. whole new level. It's It's about, and I feel like you move, like, it's about sometimes moving things from easy, like, oh, it's just easy for me to grab this because I know it and it's familiar, to ease, which is completely different from easy um, when it comes Absolutely. to Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. And there is that process. There is a reason why some people have more satisfying wardrobes. And for a lot of clients, they come, not a lot, but there is a certain proportion of clients who come to me and say, oh, I don't want to edit the wardrobe. I just want to shop. Because they feel like they walk, they feel like shopping is the answer. But for a lot of, for most pe- most people on this planet, shopping is actually the problem, not the cure. Yeah. yeah. Because you're shopping in an ill-informed way, you're shopping emotionally, and yeah. you're buying things which you know give you that dopamine hit and feel that need in that in that nanosecond of an instant but you get it home and you realize it doesn't go with anything you already have you don't have shoes to wear with it you need a jacket to go with over the top of it and suddenly it becomes and you think oh it's fine like I'll wear it at some point and you throw it in your wardrobe and then Mm. you know months later it's still sitting there with the tags on it and then it just becomes we hold so much emotion in our wardrobes and every time we walk into our wardrobes we look at things and we think about when we bought them, how much we've worn them, we really hold that all that emotion. So you're looking at that piece that has a label and think, oh, you know, I wish I never bought that. I should have taken that back. I'm not going to emotionally shop again. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But if you're in this sort of um, hamster wheel of perpetually making mistakes or perpetually having this wardrobe that doesn't support you and, you know, the classic thing of having you know, hundreds of items, but actually nothing to wear. And the statistic is that we wear 20% of our wardrobe, 80% of the 
mm-hmm. the time for my clients. I really want to reverse that statistic. So they're wearing 80% of their wardrobe 80% of the time because yes. there are always going to be those pieces like your wedding jumpsuit that are covered yeah. in crystals. And I have jumpers <laughs> with feathers on them and like massive yeah. pom-poms. Like I'm not going to yes. be wearing those every day. But, you know, we want to have a wardrobe that is satisfying. And so getting someone to help take you through that process and you will feel lighter, it will feel easier, it will be, you know, you won't, you really won't look back. And we just, you know, to use M&Ms, you know, we only get one shot and that's it. And cl- all clients say, oh, I wish I'd done this years ago. Why didn't, you know, why did I, why was I putting it off? You know, that fear of spending money on themselves or, you know, clothes are frivolous, clothes, you know, they might have a partner who's like, oh, why are you spending money on clothes? It's so frivolous. But, you know, your partner then spends £100 on a bottle of wine. Yeah. Right? Whereas, yeah. you know, there's no equality in that sort of thinking. And, you know, just because we need to get dressed every day doesn't, you know, necessarily make us good at it. And I think so many clients beat themselves up about not being good at it. Oh, like, my sister's really good at it. Or my best friend always looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Or my colleague always looks amazing. But just because we get dressed every day doesn't mean we have to be good at it. Just because we need to eat to survive doesn't mean we're all Michelin-starred chefs. Yeah. It's just getting that perspective and understanding that, so, and we're bombarded with images of people that are really good at it. Social media is full of, you know, fashion influencers that are really in tune with themselves and have a good eye and understand it. But really, if you break it down, those sort of influencers such a like small, like 0.0000001% of the planet, yeah. the rest of like most, pe- most people struggle with it or find it challenging in some way or find it overwhelming, confusing or stressful. So really, you know, as we said at the beginning, giving yourself permission and understanding that you are, you are the norm. You're not, you know, just because your best friend is good at it. And obviously, you know, there is that comparison. That doesn't mean that, you know, you should feel bad that you're not good at it. Yeah. And it also plays into scarcity mode as well. It's like, my sister's good at it. My best friend's good at it. Therefore, I can't be good at it as well. Like there's only enough yeah. for my sister and best yeah. friend to be good at it. Yeah. It's totally not possible that all of us are good at it in our own way. Like, yeah, yeah it's, um, there's no, there's no, there's no room or space for scarcity. Let's go into abundance. Like we can all look amazing and have exceptional style. Um, and and being full ownership and fullest expression in our own Definitely. way, and yeah. it is that ownership piece, and it isn't. It isn't even about what's sort of in fashion and what's good taste and what's bad taste. Really, what I don't like is no taste. I don't like someone who who really just doesn't engage with it at all, regardless of whether it's someone who, you know, if someone's got a very strong sense of style and they want to communicate that in that way, that is what I value, that they really spend time on themselves and they express themselves in whatever way that they feel comfortable. If they feel comfortable, if I see someone walking down the street feeling confident in something, that makes me happy. Regardless of whether it's a style that I like for myself or not, I appreciate that confidence. And you do look at that person because they're walking down the street feeling amazing in what they're wearing. So it's not even about you, you know, your best friend's saying, oh, you know, I don't like that skirt. If you like it and it looks good on you, that is what's important. Thinking about, you know, as you said, it's not about good. For me, it's really not about good taste and bad taste. It's about really understanding who you are as a person and what is going to suit you and that you might have a totally different body and different colouring to 
your best friend. I have this all the time when I do wardrobe edits. Like, oh, my sister gave me this and I'll look at it and it'll be a color that'll be totally inappropriate for my client. And I'll be, oh, so what does your sister look like? And she'll say what her coloring's like, what she looks like, what her body's like. And it makes total sense. She's yeah. bought that thing thinking, oh, I really like this yes. and it's cool. And so because I've said it's cool and I like it, then therefore my sister should wear it and she'll be cool and she'll be, you know, but it doesn't, it's not appropriate for that person. So it's all about that, you know, individual, that authenticity and really expressing yourself the way that you feel most confident, not trying to fit in. And I know how hard that is for a lot of people. There is that sort of depending on, and as you said earlier about growing older, you really sort of lose that sort of pack mentality where you feel like you have to fit in in that sort of way and you really appreciate, you know, who you are and who you're sort of evolving into and you have that confidence to do it. And I know how hard it is for a lot of people and I have clients whose husbands really also dominate what they wear and their fashion choices as well. And I know how hard it is for a lot of people, but, you know, really as much as you can within you know, the environment that you're in, really communicating yourself, communicating who you are as a person through your clothes and staying true to who you are is so, so important. Yes, I can feel your conviction. It's like, <laughs> it is like you are, yeah, I can hear all of your years of experience coming through with all of this. And you've just like, you've just given such sage wisdom tonight, Pen. My final question is normally around, leaving women with three things. And it's like, I can't, I'm not even going to do that tonight because I think you've given us so much, um, like such beautiful messaging about why it's important, what we wear and how we can be in ownership of that. So I think there's enough. I think there's enough there. It feels really full and really whole to wrap it up Good. on that note with you because you're very far from the girl who didn't feel enough on the side of the dance floor performing. Like you've really, you're, you are miles away from that now. Yeah, definitely. It's so, it's so nice to think about it in that way. And it's part of the reason why I love your podcast because hearing that evolution, obviously it's something I've talked about a lot today, something that I value so much and hearing that evolution of, you know, all the people you've had in your podcast and how they've grown and evolved and learnt from that experience and it's part of who they are today. It's such a, such a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. And the thread is women helping women. That is the thread. That is the secret source to every single guest that I've had on the podcast is women helping women and women are support being supportive of that individuality within their friend, within their sister, within their colleague, within, you know, with, yeah, within whoever it is that they're supporting, that is the thread. And that's what you do for women. It's what you do for me. And then I'm able to do that for other women. That's what creates yeah, that's what really supports that evolution. So yeah, it's really it. so satisfying to it help is. another woman be the hero, and you totally, be the guy. totally, that is really part of the reason why I got in, into this is you know at first I was like oh I want to help people, but really what it boils down is that you know I really wanted to be that guide to help someone become you know become that hero and become you know become that lead in their own life. And I love that 
you know, I love that process. It's there's nothing like it. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. I think we're doing something very similar, just from a different angle um, in our work. But all of it has the same. Like the mission is very similar, and that's about yeah, helping women to become the hero, people to become the hero, and for them to be in their fullest expression, like all areas, like not holding back yeah, in any absolutely. way. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Who would have known growing up that like <laughs> I know, this is I what we're talking I, about. I know. So I have just loved and we t- I know we talk about it a lot, but I've just loved watching your journey as well and how you've evolved and mm. you know that we as you say that we have gone on this we really have gone through a lot through all you know our whole life. We've always supported each other, but that we're even at this point in our lives we still have that bond and that support and that we are you know we've always sort of our lives have sort of gone on a parallel where we're so you know Mm. doing similar things in you know in different spaces as you say but really sort of on that sort of parallel trajectory uh it's really um again it's I just love watching you it just makes me so happy oh cool likewise it makes me so happy and I'm really excited when I change from you know primarily being a sexologist like what I'm doing now fits in so much more with your work and that excites me as well. It's like, oh, now I can collaborate with my sister because there's more alignment there between what I'm talking to my clients about and how personal style comes into that. Whereas when I was solely talking about, you know, for the most part what happens in the bedroom, that was um, sometimes a part of the discussion about their libido on the outside and the other things that they do, but now it's like it's a bigger piece and that really um, that excites me that there's more room to collaborate and, yes, have some sneaky conversations. So, um, yes. Penny, last question, where can we find you online? Can you tell our listeners how we Yes, act? the best place to go is mywearablewardrobe.com and because I've created a seven-step guide that is going to help you understand how many outfits you need in your wardrobe. So if you're really feeling overwhelmed and confused by your wardrobe, the first thing you need to do is really understand how much you need because that will then inform when you're editing your wardrobe, you know, if you're holding on to something, if you work out how many outfits you need or how many outfits you need for different parts of your life, you'll be able to let go of things that you know don't really fit with your life anymore with confidence. So that's the best thing. The best place to start with a wardrobe edit is really understanding how many clothes you need and that will help you edit your wardrobe successfully. And that will also put you into, um, it also give you more information about my course that's coming up and I'll also give you information weekly about how to move your style forward, really practical advice on how to evolve your wardrobe and that will um, that will set you up uh, with that as well. Penny's emails are fucking epic and I mean that without the bias. I love your emails. They are so helpful. You're just speaking to every one of your subscribers so personally with what our concerns are and they are so generous your email like your ongoing emails are just so generous so please um although penny's got a beautiful insta profile get on to 
um, my wearable wardrobe because, yeah, her advice is just so sage and so it's all killer, no filler. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think it's important just, you know, being stressed about your wardrobe sucks. So yeah. I really, yeah. regardless of whether you can afford to or you can prioritise the investment of working with a stylist or not, I absolutely want people to have a wardrobe that feels more satisfying and that's really is the whole point of the newsletter it's not a salesy newsletter it's not saying you know book in with me it's really to help people you know strategies that I've when I'm talking about earlier about how I analyze what I do my newsletter really is about how you know what sort of results I've got and what results I've got my clients and how you know sharing tips that I use in my own wardrobe with clients to get them to a more satisfying place. Yes. Yep. And you're the queen of satisfaction. I'm learning from the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that laugh. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Pen. I've loved today's episode and it's oh, an Thank you. Gold. It's been a joy. Thank Yay. You. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I have no doubts that this episode has contributed to your understanding of your secret self. If it's activated you, and I have no doubts it's activated you, can you take the next saucy step and share this episode on Instagram? Be sure to tag me so that we can create an even bigger impact of women feeling seen, heard, and understood. (laughs) 